All right, trying to get a new year started off, getting everything out of the way. Here's the last of the SoundCloud episodes previously released. Now I'm getting them all together right here. This is the Good Times episode. I did a pretty lengthy introduction to it already, so I'm just going to let that be what it is. And here you go. Hey, it's Mark Miller, and you're listening to one, you're about to listen to one of my projects, uh, this is one, uh, hopefully maybe you're already a loyal fan, uh, this is a very special episode, uh, series, uh, I did about 13 of these over the course of a year and a half, and what these are is of the episode because no, you can't just go out and find the script. Every single one of these that you've heard so far, somebody's had to sit down and transcribe the episode into a script and uh, sit down and I write up uh, commentaries, additional little jokes, we add in uh, sound effects and uh, music and all this stuff and then I get all my friends from the the performance community of Baltimore, Maryland, to help me out with doing a staged reading. Uh, this one is the Good Times. It's a Good Times episode. Uh, good Times uh, was a show from the, that ran from the mid-70s, basically the last half of the 70s. Uh, it was a very... It was a, it was a black show. It was Afrocentric. Part of the, something that I tried to do with the very special episode is to keep is to keep things equal and even. So I would I tried to do uh, give equal opportunities for to different people. Um, and so this was one that I did for Black History Month, and the whole cast was uh, all of my different friends uh, that would be uh, appropriate for such roles and uh, we really had a good time with it uh, we really uh, I think we really did something pretty cool with this one uh, it was a lot of fun I think you'll hear us having a lot of fun we put a lot of work into it this was one of the first ones where we uh, we condensed a two-part episode into a one singular episode so consequently this one this which you're going to hear is a little bit longer than the others i think it's probably going to clock in at about an hour maybe a little over an hour so uh tuck in and uh yeah i've tried recording this intro like a bunch of different times and and i think it just keeps getting keep trying to put too much stuff into it i encourage you to look into the show read about it on wikipedia there's some interesting um politics and history that surround it and, and in particular these two episodes which mark the death of a character spoiler alert um the the first i don't know i explained it at the live show and you'll hear my explanation of it so i don't need to 
swing it again. Uh, I do want to recognize the people that helped me out in performing it. Uh, what we started with uh, Dark Mark Joyner. He's a good friend of mine, great comedian in Baltimore, and uh, you heard him before on the Different Strokes episode. Uh, he read as Arnold in that episode, and I asked him, if you know, what else would you want to do? And he said, "Oh, I'd love to do Good Times. I really want to read uh, as Florida, so that I can do that that part at the end, which you'll hear." So I indulged him, and so he'll be reading the role of Florida Evans. Um, a big highlight in here that you want to listen for is Brian Preston uh, doing a Paul Bearer impression. Um, Mike Smith reads the role of Michael. Uh, Ivan Martin, another great comic. All these guys I mentioned so far are great comedians. Um, Ivan Martin does numerous roles. Um, Dude from the Plants, uh, Ned the Wino, uh, a minister. He does a couple different roles, does a great, great job there. Ronald James does uh, J.J. Evans' Jimmy Walker, Kid Dynamite, did a great job there. And uh, Ty Coleman, a, a really great improviser, um, did some some different roles for us and did a really great job as Wanda, the, uh, the old lady that loves going to funerals. Uh, K. Megan Washington, just uh, one of my favorite people in, uh, Baltim- in just in Baltimore in general. Um, she was kind enough to get involved as Wilona, and so you'll hear her wonderful uh, acting abilities there. Also, Rachel Reckling, uh, a really great, another really great actress here in Baltimore, Maryland. And uh, it was a real pleasure to work with all these people. And um, I have since worked with uh, some of them I'd already worked with before, uh, and some of them I have worked with more extensively since. They're all just great people, and I was just very honored to have them on board for this show. And I'm going to stop talking now, and I'm just going to let you guys uh, enjoy this. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, there's some technical difficulties in here, and uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Some static, we had a staticky line, and, uh, but I think most of it's still good, so I hope that doesn't ruin your listening experience. Now, I will say, this is, okay, this is a stage reading of uh, an old sitcom of a show called Good Times. You gotta pretend like you're a studio audience and like not talk when we're talking. <laughs> because th- these lines have been painstakingly transcribed <laughs> for your enjoyment. Okay? There'll probably be some technical difficulties because I didn't have time to have my anal retentive director meeting with everybody to like yell at them. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't talk like this because this is an entirely black cast and I am a white guy with a mustache. The same mustache as someone that probably fought in the war of northern aggression. 
It looks like you got cornrows, only the crops didn't come in. I have you know that this flip side of the afro has a certain darling, a certain presumption, a certain baldness. <laughs> only one, only one. And what's with the earring? Only one, only one, because one is a sign of macho. Two is a sign of la dita. <laughs> it should reveal that it's only a bald cap, and he stole the earring from Thelma, who is royally pissed. Next, the phone rings, and it's a girl wanting to talk to Michael, which is a big deal. Oh, our baby brother is growing up. We're going to have to tell him about the birds and the bees. I'll handle the birds, and you handle the bees. <laughs> Next, there are more jokes, including a Gerald Ford reference. <laughs> and one about the Jews in Tel Aviv before Florida waxes poetic about when she moved from the segregated South with her parents looking for a better life. And we get a brief black history lesson. After all, it is Black History Month. On the way down to Mississippi, we met some sisters and brothers on their way to Chicago, and we each said, go back, go back. <laughs> well, have no fear, because once Jay gets there, the shelf's over. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> well, have no fear, because once Jay gets there, the self shall rise again. Yeehaw! <laughs> about how they'd like to hook up if they were closer in age. But cougars weren't a thing yet, and so it's all played off as pretty innocent. As the lead-out, J.J. brags about all the women he's invited to the party, all of whom have weird animal nicknames, but none of them are cougars. Speaking of the party, thanks for holding it at our house. Too terrific. Otherwise, they don't want to leave. That's the point. Oh, well, Lona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll like the people that move in next. No, I hate them. How could you hate them if you don't even know them? I hate anyone that would try to replace you guys. Hey, uh, well, Lona, uh, 
no one is trying to replace them. They'd just be moving into the building. They probably would have no idea who the former tenants were. You're being very close-minded. <laughs> Bookman stops by next, and there is a very forced confrontation. Even though JJ isn't allowed to tell him off yet, because if he finds out we're if he finds out we're moving, he'll evict us for sure. I guess they have a pretty flimsy lease agreement, huh? <laughs> Do I sense a note of hostility? This sense a whole symphony. <laughs> well, you change your mind when you hear my news. Are you going to Angola as a mercenary? Angola. Uh, just a bit of a history lesson. Uh, Angola in the seventies was um, is uh, pretty much like Angola is right now. <laughs> pretty much no change. Desperate 
am I getting more money? No, and your body's gonna be turning cold real soon if you don't step off from my woman. That was my failed attempt to reference regulator. <laughs> I may have gotten it out of. Oh, I just lost my stage. My stage. Okay, anyways, um, next we meet one of JJ's numerous side pieces. Olivia Octopus, to be precise. Then they all dance. Bookman now enters and tells them about all the complaints against them. On top of all the other trouble you guys have caused, I got two complaints from two different tenants about music and the noise. What? I said, the music and the noise are too loud. What? I can't hear you through the music and the noise. <laughs> Bookman, now being the unscrupulous bastard that he is, is going to count Florida's statement that she just made as the third complaint, which gives him grounds to kick them out now. They really do have a flimsy lease. That's it, JJ. He's all yours. Well, Mr. Bookman, or you, or as you're more affectionately known, Buffalo Butts. Now hold on. Let's get ready to rumble. You are so dumb that if you tried to flush a toilet, you couldn't. Even if the instructions were written on the handle. Furthermore, your dumbness is only exceeded by your fatness. Maybe you go to the movies and gotta get two tickets, one for each side of the aisle. It's all about mean. You're so mean if you ever wanted to get a heart transplant, you'd be left plum out of luck. Cause you wouldn't have nothing to trade in. Oh, oh, oh well, you guys, you guys have had it. You're out, victim, Oh yeah, but you can't fire us. Cause we quit. What do you mean? We're moving to Mississippi. And you know how that's spelled. M I crooked letter, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, I, crooked letter, I, hope back, hope back, I. Woo! Everyone rejoices at the sick burn they just executed. But let's be honest, those were pretty pathetic. <laughs> let's see if we can come up with better ones. Your mama's so fat, whenever she sits around the house, she really sits around the house. Your mother got a glass hour of fish in it. <laughs> Your mother stinks. That's it. Uh, the difference between your mama and the laundry machine is when I drop a load in the laundry machine, it doesn't follow me around all day. <laughs> telegram portion of the show. We started the night with just seven and now we got twelve. Now that's what I call inflation. I'll read the first one. 
it says, good luck on your move. Maybe there'll always be a place in your heart. And on your sofa for me. Sign, Grandpa. Well, listen to this one. Sounds like a great party, but wish it was somewhere else. Sign the people downstairs. <laughs> I've got one. It says here that 10 votes in your name have been stuffed into the ballot box in Chicago. Signed, Alderman Fred Davis. <laughs> now listen to the cute one. Chicago's loss is Mississippi's gains. Signed, Gladys Knight. JJ now holds up three more telegrams. And these three must be from the pips. Hold it, hold it, here's one from Mississippi. If it's from Mississippi, then it's mine. Probably one of your daddy's numbers. <laughs> yes, of course, because he would totally send a dirty telegram to read during your party. <laughs> Mrs. James Evans, that's me. <laughs> we regret to inform you that your husband, James Evans, was killed in an automobile accident. each member of the family reacting in turn. Hell of a way to end a season opening episode. There's no promise of continuation. There is five second palate cleansing credit roll before kicking back into the closing jam. continues in the next episode, we see Wilona in stylish morning garb standing in the Evans kitchen prepping things for another kicking party. I mean awake. It's awake. Suddenly there's a knock at the door and Wilona rushes over. Just a minute. Just a minute. <laughs> why? 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 Save it. Nobody's on it. <clears throat> oh, I guess I uh, got back from the funeral before they did. You know, there's people outside. Shh, shh, shh. I think I hear the elevator. Oh, Lord, why, James? He was a good man, dog. No, no, it's not the elevator. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's not the elevator? It's... No. Come on over to my place and we can wait together. The two now exit as if they're not supposed to be in there alone. Boy, I sure enjoyed myself at that funeral. Honey, I know you did. <laughs> The Evans now arrive via the elevator and enter their apartment without using a key. <laughs> they, they just leave their apartment unlocked. Like, all the time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Come on, kids. Uh, uh, lend a hand. Folks will be here any minute now. The camera pulls in close on Thelma in Florida. Are you all right, Mama? Uh, uh, yes, wasn't that, wasn't that a lovely funeral?
I, I hope I made enough food. Folks are going to be hungry. Hold up, hold up. Maybe this is a cultural thing I'm not aware of, but aren't people supposed to make you food when your husband dies tragically on the cusp of what was meant to be a new era of prosperity for your family? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that... <laughs> wasn't that some crowd at the church? And the symmetry, too. Your daddy had lots of friends. And the Reverend Corrin said some beautiful things about him. Yes, he did. Yeah. The one time Dad would enjoy listening to the Reverend, he couldn't. <laughs> JJ's crazy. <laughs> That's true. It was always hard getting your daddy to church. Come on, Thelma. Put some coffee on you. Ma, how'd you do it? Xanax. <laughs> I mean, you didn't cry once during the funeral. You know, Ma, it's healthy to let go. Ma, you can cry if you want to. With a house full of people coming any second? I'm all right, honey. I'm all right. <laughs> all right? Ma, you were fantastic. I watched you all the way through the ceremony. You didn't cry once. JJ hugs his mother, but adds the first inkling of emotion. Florida scrambles towards the cupboard. Uh, JJ, uh, can you put these dishes down for me, please? <laughs> we now see Bookman sneaking up on the door outside to leave a funeral ham for the family, only to be caught by Willona as he tries to leave. Hold it! You wait right there, Booger! Bookman! Your name is Bookman! I know your name, Booger! <laughs> what I want to know is why you're not going inside. The least you could do is pay your respects to the family after not showing up at the funeral. I hate funerals. I never go to funerals. When I die, they're going to have to bury somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, from the looks of you, they're going to have to bury two somebody else. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <Now> she did. <laughs> That's a cold shot. Well, Lona says something else that I can't understand, and then... <laughs> it the other day, I believe it's, I'm big on the cold shots. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, then a load, of, a load of people arrive on the elevator. And she greets them. Oh, Mrs. Gordon, Reverend Gordon, that was a wonderful eulogy. Thank you, Susan. I kind of like it myself. I especially like the part when I said, family love. As no other love is a many splendid thing. I thought that was rather nice to turn of phrase, don't you? I liked it better when Reverend I turned it on Friday night. <laughs> I liked it better when it was a song. <laughs> and that. Uh, that was weird. Sorry, that was a movie. <laughs> I should have figured out. Two different actresses to read parts back to back. Anyways. Well, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> In retrospect. Oh well. At that, everyone laughs and enters the Evans apartment, and we see that Bookman is still standing around waiting to be berated some more. Well, come on and pay your respects to the family. No. Well, later for you then. Um. 
This is your ham, right? She picks up the ham that was being dropped <coughs> off. Yeah. Good. I'll just tell the folks it's from me. Hey, hold on. That's my ham, and I think I should get the credit. shifts over to Michael, who is seething over something. His inner monologue is probably something like, I hate these people. Well, I'll have him make you a ham sandwich. 
people always saying Floyd Evans got the best looking pickle pigs feet in town. Miss Gordon, the Reverend's wife brought them uh, chai one. <laughs> I remember James just loved pickle pig feet. They were his favorite, you know. On the James never likes pickled pig's feet. He said they gave him heartburn. <laughs> oh, well, I guess it couldn't have been him. Oh, you, you know what? It was my cousin Samuel who loved pickled pig's feet, but he passed away last year. Oh, well, that was two years ago. Well, he's gone anyway. Samuel's so, so full of life. And pickled pig's feet. <laughs> <laughs> Next, the camera shifts back to the front door where we see a man enter rather mischievously and approach JJ. I trust you found the services satisfactory, young man. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, you, you guys did a great job. Well, uh, weird Ferguson's eternal life. Wait, hold up. Hey, uh, hey, Brian, can you do this character as Paul Bearer? I certainly could, Mark. Thank you for asking. <laughs> 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 oh, Ferguson's eternal life. We pride ourselves on being more than just a mortuary. <laughs> time of sorrow, one who you can look to for comfort and calm. Well, I don't think I'll be looking for you anytime soon. We'd appreciate if you tell all your friends about us. You see, all of our business comes by recommendations. We don't advertise. We just pick up what we can around the neighborhood. Thank you for everything, Mr. Ferguson. You're quite welcome. Excuse me, I want to give this to your mother. Mr. Ferguson, the mortician, crosses as J.J. gives him a weird look, and then Thelma speaks. J.J., why isn't Mama crying? You know everybody's noticing it. I don't know, Thelma. I've been wondering about that myself. Yeah, I know, but I cried, you cried, everybody cried for Mom. I know. I'm still crying. <laughs> JJ and Thelma now clear to reveal Michael, being praised by the Reverend and his wife. Michael, you're a little soldier. Yes, indeed. And you're setting an example for everyone. Yes, it was written. A little child shall lead them. Well, I'm not a little child, and I'm not a little soldier, and I wish my father was here so I could throw you out. Obviously, sweet little Michael has had it with the crap. <laughs> the Reverend is shocked by the outburst as we shift our attention to another interaction. Mrs. Evans! James was a fine man! I brought you a ham! <laughs>
I only hope when it's my time to go that I'll be missed a tenth as much. Oh, I'm sure you'll be missed a tenth as much. <laughs> Mr. Ferguson, some food? Flora walks away now, leaving the mortician to chat with Alona. Ah, oh, Miss Woods! <laughs> your friend, Marty Jackson! I didn't see him at the service. How is he? Oh, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but he's in perfect hell. <laughs> <laughs> The mortician seems disappointed, but then there's another knock at the door. Six packs of beer and liquor. Hey, Florida, we bought you some beer from the guys down at Oh, that's nice. <laughs> James always did like a cold beer after hard days of work. He preferred it to water. He said, I don't trust water. You see what it did to the Titanic? JJ, <laughs> 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 <Changing> you're right. <laughs> As Florida belts out, that wasn't. Um, that wasn't JJ. It's a different character. The, the accent is obviously different. I got it. We worked hard on that. Yeah. With insert name of noteworthy voice coach. Okay, anyways, uh, as Florida belts out an ever more forced laugh, the camera shifts back to Michael, who is getting even more angsty and upset. Look. But why don't I take those beers off your hands? <laughs> oh, hey, I also brought you a ham. Oh, another ham. <laughs> That's what we need. Ooh, child, I'm glad we ain't Jewish. <laughs> they all huddle around the buffet table. <laughs> well, look, since, since you brought the ham, why don't we all try some of this? Let me fix you all a plate. It's not obvious what this is, but I can only assume that it's one of the multitudes of other hands. Oh, no, thank you. We're doing just fine. <laughs> My beer. I mean, just fine. <laughs> hey, man, we were just talking about wild things James do down at the plant. Like the time that old crack at. Uh, I'm sorry. Next time. <laughs> Randall. Randall was a sergeant back in World War II, and he thought he could run the plant like a boot camp. <laughs> no, he was all the time running around like, Hup, two, three, four, boo, hoo, three, four. James listened to him one day. Just about as long as he could. Then he just sort of picked up his hat and gathered up his things, and rather than just 
heading towards the door when old Randall says, Hey, where you going? Then James turned real slow with a big smile on his face and said, Man, you keep running this place like World War II, you might find me gone AWOL. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly bursts in. Hey, how could you laugh like that? My father's dead and you're standing here laughing. Don't you care? Doesn't anybody care? Florida is totally baffled. My color. more with entertaining her guests and less with the fact that the love of her life, father of her children, and provider of her family has been tragically taken from them. The camera shifts over to JJ and Thelma who are getting really worried and scared for their mother's mental health. Meanwhile, the last sight before a commercial break is Florida chugging beers and stuffing her face with ham sandwiches. When we come back from commercial, all, all attention is on Walona. Come on, everybody, come closer. Now, we got a whole lot of food here nobody's eating, so we're going to have a special on Jimsworth. All ham. We got all kinds of ham. We got baked ham, we got boiled ham, we got honey ham, we got clothes ham, we got ham on white, a ham on wheat, a ham on cheese, a ham on feet. Who's going to sit back as a mouse? Come get your ham or get your ham out something. I bought a pound of ham yesterday and a loaf of bread and I had every intention of making ham sandwiches for you. <laughs> but I, uh, I didn't get a run out of time. Thanks a lot. So... You know, I could have not told... Now you're all disappointed, man. I am horrible. <laughs> What a jerk I am. Anyways, uh, everyone now descends on the table full of hams as Florida eggs them on with more forced enjoyment. Come on, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. There's plenty of food. There's plenty of food. <laughs> Meanwhile, Velma is getting really concerned. Mom, can I talk to you alone for a minute? <laughs> uh, now, honey, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> Thelma storms off. Oh my God. 
Florida now decides to suddenly give a shit about her kids' feelings for a minute. She walks into the bedroom where Michael and Thelma are crying in each other's arms. She, do- she adopts a pandering tone. All right. What's going on with you Michael, take it easy. 
Did you see those guys from the plant? They're tough. I mean, not even I can stop them. They got muscles in their breath. Mr. Bookman, but 
Tell me, do you and Mrs. Buckman have some type of burial plans? Yeah, we plan to put it off as long as possible. <laughs> the reason I ask, Mr. Buckman, <laughs> is that I have some very choice plots available. They're a repossession. Repossession? Yes! You see, the man that bought them is having some financial difficulty! And he wants to get out from under! Bookman starts looking around the room frantically, trying to find an excuse to walk away. Hey, isn't that Arthur Davidson? The man with the terrible heart condition. Ooh, I better go check him out. <laughs> we now shift our attention back to the door where the Reverend and his wife are making the departure. Florida and Jage are the only ones uh, from the family present since Thelma and Michael are still wrought with grief. Uh, Sister Evans, if there's anything Anything that uh, we can do. Um... Oh, Reverend Gordon. <laughs> You've already done enough. Mrs. Gordon, thank you so much for the pickled pig's feet. Oh, Wanda told me how much James liked them. Uh, James never... Oh, they were his favorite. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. Press on, son. Thanks for the talk, Reverend. Mm -hmm. The mortician is the next to leave. Mrs. Evans, I must be leaving. <laughs> Thanks for the ceremony. Oh, you're quite welcome. As the mortician leaves, he looks over his shoulder towards Wanda with an eager grin. Oh, Wanda, I'll see you Thursday. Whose funeral is it? The door opens again and a man stumbles into the room. Lana, Wino's here and he's got something in a brown paper bag. Ned's always got something in a brown paper bag. Oh, Ned, I'm so glad you came. Dang. Thanks, Lana. <laughs> oh, um, I brought you something. It's a turkey. <laughs> a turkey? How nice. Thanks the Lord. I wanted to get you a ham, but the stove's all out. <laughs> well, that'll give the piggy something to talk about. Well, Lana walks off to put the burr away as Ned and Florida impregnate a pause. <laughs> Ned, why don't you have something to eat? Uh, thanks, Florida, but I gotta get back to my hustle. Because, you know, raising all that money for that turkey put me way behind on my muscatel time. <laughs> you know what I mean But I wanted to say is I'm, I'm sure gonna miss James uh, We all are Yes, yes, thank you Ned starts to leave when Florida suddenly calls him back Oh, Ned, wait a minute uh, I have something for you <laughs> Florida heads back to the food table and grabs a bottle of wine This is for you California wine. 
My old stomach used to hate this imported stuff, but I sure do thank you. Well, I gotta run now, Florida, but I'll come back to you as soon as I can. Yes, Ned. Thank you for coming. Yes, Lord, do move in mysterious ways. <laughs> There's a big applause break as Ned leaves before the guys from the plant begin their exodus. Good old Ned. Hey, Florida, that was the most magnificent spread. Why, thank you. Very good. Very fine. Oh, I almost forgot. Florida's a little something from the boys at the black. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> he hands her an envelope and then, okay. Yeah, he hands her. Yeah. He gave her an envelope. Well, be strong, sister. <laughs> Florida responds with a cheery tone that suggests that she might have no idea what he means. Oh, I will. I will. Now that all the guests have gone, but one, Florida turns her attention back to her kids again. JJ, uh, I think you, I think you better go back there and see how Michael and Thelma are. Oh, they're all right. I don't think so. They were pretty mad at me. Oh, mommy, not mad. It's just that everybody's under a little tension here. I mean, look at me, Mr. Cool, and I broke down at the funeral. <laughs> Florida suddenly looks panicked. And I'm not sure what I was crying for. What do you mean, JJ? Well, was I crying because I missed my dad? Or because I was suddenly afraid of becoming the man of the house? Florida pauses for a minute. Well, son. Before Buckman! Well, gotta be on my way. Got things to do. Interrupts what could have been a big philosophical moment in J.J.'s emotional development. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Bookman. Thanks for coming. Yeah, if you hadn't stayed so long, we'd still have two hams left. <laughs> Bookman opens the door to leave and then turns with a parting comment. Oh, by the way, the laundry room will be closed tomorrow. Oh, how come? What? Did you rent it out for another craps game? That's enough, JJ. Thank you for coming, Mr. Bookman. Thank you for coming. As Bookman turns to finally leave, we see that he is carrying a huge, freshly made ham sandwich that he takes big bite out of as they close the door behind him. <laughs> Wanda is the next to leave. Well, Florida, I got to go. I have to catch the late bus to Detroit. My cousin Walter went to the hospital for a check. Her face turns morose again. Oh, poor Walter. I just, I can't believe that he's gone. Wanda, maybe he'll recover. But I already got the bus ticket. Well, Florida, you be brave. You take care of, you take care of her. You hear me, JJ? She forgot something, and then she came back, and then she left. Now she's gone. Uh, well, Lana is the last to leave, and it's a bit of an awkward moment. Well, uh, I guess I'll see you guys later. And if you guys want to, you're welcome to come to my place for dinner. Yeah. 
I think I know where I can get a couple of hams. <laughs> As Willona finally starts to leave, we begin to see Florida having a harder time keeping it together. Well, um, you call me if you need me. Okay. Yeah. Willona leaves and the Evans are alone now. Well, that's that. Alone with themselves and their emotions. Yeah, this place is a mess. Uh, I'd better get started. Alone to pick up the shattered pieces of their family. Hey, Mom, let us help you. Hey, Thelma, Michael. Alone! That's okay, JJ. I don't need any help. She just wants to be left alone. <laughs> Nonetheless, Thelma and Michael re-enter the room, and Florida gets more agitated as they try to help. JJ, I said I don't need any help. <laughs> Florida walks back across the room towards Thelma in stark, lonely silence. No, 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 Mama. We're not going to let you. Thelma, I said no. <laughs> Florida begins rushing around the room, picking the things up. As her kids walk back in the room, as her kids walk back into the bedroom area to avoid her grief stricken wrath, Florida slams around some leftover hands, placing them into Tupperware that has been sitting next to a punch bowl. She places the ham into the fridge. As she closes the door, she notices a rose atop the ham-laden refrigerator. She stops to smell it. She slows down a bit and picks up some plates that were next to the elegant crystal punch bowl. Places them in the sink. Next, she places a saucepan atop the fridge, once again passing by the fragile, elegant crystal punch bowl. She now grabs the punch bowl. She walks across the kitchen. Her emotions bubbling up from within. Damn! Damn! keep it together and must admit that her life and her emotions are shattered so too is that once regal punch bowl now lying in pieces on the kitchen floor the symbolism is almost too much to bear the Evans kids now come out to comfort their stalwart mother and embrace with a long-awaited group hug to close out the episode 
There's weeping and crying now. <laughs> and this concludes another very special episode. Yeah. But, but don't, and don't you fret about the uh, fate of the Evans family. By the next episode, Thelma is trying to impress her ballet teacher with some guacamole. Even though the teacher is more impressed by her gazelle-like brother, JJ. <laughs> and by the end of the season, Florida is being courted by another man. So they'll be just fine, honey. Just fine. <laughs> and as for John Amos... Feel free to comment, question, complain, uh, but uh, I don't know. Share it. Tell people about it. Um, let's. I don't know. Let's make. Let's let's get excited about entertainment and content, and and let's enjoy things. You know, let's have good times. Thanks for listening. Two noodles, chicken noodles. <laughs>